Sitting in Shai Gimel, Eric Face. We've spoken about why the idea of a Nivra understanding itself as not existing more than the present second, and that its entire existence has to be renewed by HaKadosh Baruch the whole time. This first is something we can't relate to because in the world we see it doesn't look like that. And it's also not something we can work with because if a person would see himself as constantly being needing of a din to deserve a recreation, so then his entire focus would be on his being able to deserve another second and never anything more than that. So therefore, even though from HaKadosh Baruch perspective, let's say, that's the MS. And if a person thinks of it like that, that that nothing ever has existence. It's always an instantaneous gift of its existence which only lasts for the second and has to be renewed the whole time. So that's possible to look at it like that. But people can't work with that concept. People can't relate to that concept. People can't live with that concept. And therefore, the first thing Nefesh Chaim is going to say is, therefore, the choice of calling HaKadosh Baruch Hu the Mokoyim, which means something which gives an ability to continue to survive to an independently existing entity. Like we said, the shelf which holds up the book, the table which holds the key. Even though the book is something on its own, or the key is something on its own, but without the shelf or the table, whatever it might be, which gives it its Mokoyim, something which holds it up, it would disintegrate, it would crash, it wouldn't have a place to be. And therefore, if a person thinks about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, maintaining the world in a similar way, and that is that without HaKadosh Baruch Hu's continued being machzik, so to speak, uh, giving life to the world, holding the world, if one wants, or it cease to exist, so at least from the person's point of view, it's something you can relate to. Therefore, the simple chat is going to say that the Lashon of Mokom is meant to be like a place, provides a setting for something to be in. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides the setting for existence to take place in, even if it's not completely accurate. And that's what we have to in the middle of the third place. He says, Even HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, and he gives existence to the world in a way. In a way where no never can really, would be tired, would wear itself out by trying to live with that reality that it's, Hashem gives existence every single second. And the world appears in a way that the Yuchali Damas Ba'ene Basar would appear to the human perspective. It looks as if the world is something which exists and just needs to be given life. But the existence of the world is something which is continual, which is obviously wrong, which is Shalom. But nevertheless, Just like a kli which is standing on this, the table, the shelf which is supporting it, in the marshal, the kli is something which exists. In it would smash. It would cease existing. If it didn't have something to on which which, which could support it, which could hold it up. Therefore, even with 
people's misperception or people's wrong uh, view of the world as something which has a material and its own, who is Baruch Shmuel Mukayma? And Kaddish Baruch is what's supporting it and giving it existence. And therefore, so to speak, even if you see the world as something which seems to be an existing entity, but at least we have the understanding that without our Kaddish Baruch's maintaining it and supporting it, it would cease to be, that's already some level of understanding Yichadashim. Some level of understanding that nothing exists or continues to exist without him. And that is, If not for Hashem's Ratzon, that the world should exist, they wouldn't exist. So that's also at some level of understanding that the world is dependent on Hashem. And in this first explanation that Vishachayim is given, it's somewhat of a mistaken marshal which is crafted for our understanding based on our perception. But nevertheless, it still brings out the point that the world relates to, relates to so to speak, the concept that HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs to maintain it the whole time. Now, in the words of Shechayim, there's two more explanations we're going to see on a deeper level for this concept of Makam. One will only explain that in Perek Bav Zayn, but he already threw in a remez for what he's going to say, and then he says, there's a Makam Biritsoinai. Not that, there's a, that the Kiro Hashem is a, is a Makam for the world, it's like Ilu, the, uh, the base on which the world is held up, it's something else. There's a Makam in Hashem's Ratzim. What does that mean? So that we're going to talk about much later, we'll see that's a much deeper explanation of this idea of Makam. But on the first point he said, There are ten spheres. Ten spheres or ten ways Hashem chooses to run the world. Ten minutes, if one wants, that Hashem can apply to how it relates to the world. And the important thing to understand is, even the spheres are created. In other words, they're created as an operating system. They're created as a means through which Hashem directs the world. But they also aren't aren't needed if there isn't a world which has to be related to. So for example, the sphere of Din, the sphere of Chesed, the sphere of Rachavim. These are modes Hashem chooses how to relate to the world. And they're created in order to provide that option of the way Hashem is going to interact with the world. And if that's the case, they also are things which need to be given existence on a constant basis. But they're called spheres Blima. Blima literally means something which is a person is meant to keep, keep his mouth shut about, keep quiet about. Which means distance yourself from speaking about or from thinking about this idea that even the spheres, the Midas Arachamim, the Midas Adin, the way Hashem runs the world, are the results of Hashem's constant recreation of these things. And if, you're going, if a person's heart starts to ponder on these things, and what it means is that every single thing we can relate to is it doesn't exist more than the fact that Hashem wants it to exist right now. So then there's nothing which is any kind of existence past the immediate present. A person can't live with that. And therefore, Shuv Ramakam. What does it mean, go back to the Makam? Which means, they come back to the Makam. Amal Makam Daiki. It specifically calls it for coming back to the Makam. What's the Makam? If a person who is intelligent is going to think about this concept too deeply, 
about how every single thing in the Bria, from the very highest things we can relate to, because as we saw in the first shower of Nefesh HaChaim, we don't have the means to relate to Hashem Himself. Even the names we give Hashem are de- defining the way HaKadosh Baruch is acting to us. So they're really names of Midas. Hashem is the Midas HaRachim, Milakim is the Midas HaDin. So relating to Hashem in the context of how He relates to us, of how He runs the world, and that also isn't permanent. That's also something which is being created every second. And that's okay, it's because person thinks too much about that. It's uh, something which is overwhelming. It's beyond human perception. And therefore, Come back to thinking about a makam, which means thinking about things which Hashem is giving life to, but as the example of the makam, they exist but need to be given existence. Not things which, ke'ilo, the whole existence is something which is transient and it has to be, and has to be re-given, so to speak, the entire time. And that's why Chazal gave a marshal of how Hashem runs the world, even if it's not completely accurate, there's only one point which, in which it's similar, but nevertheless, it's meant to teach us in that point how we meant to relate to Hashem. Now there's a deeper point here also. So the first way I explained Malcolm is not different how he started off explaining it. It's just all he said is that's not the complete, accurate marshal from Hashem's perspective, but it's the best that we can relate to. But now in the Haggah here, on his face, he's going to tell us something deeper. And he says, Gam ham There's another deeper explanation of why it's referred to, Hashem is referred to as the Malcolm. So Kamosha Malcolm, Yodim Yiskai Makli. Even though on the one hand the Makam is supporting the Kli, even though it's not similar to the Kli, we don't say that there has to be a relationship between the Kli and the Makam which is holding it. You see on one shelf you can put all kinds of different objects. On one table you can have all kinds of different Kalim. Uh, what you put on it doesn't change it. If you have a table and you put a book on the table, or a, or a plate on the table, or a saucer on the table, or even an animal on the table, it doesn't change the table. If it's holding whatever the weight is holding, it will hold all of it. It doesn't make a difference what you put on it to what the Mokim is. The fact that Hashem is sustaining the entire world doesn't mean that therefore in some way it's minimizing Hashem to sustain the world. There's no connection between HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, as being limited because of the world that he sustained. Just like we said, something which can hold something up isn't affected or changed by what it's holding up. Now, that's the first point. The second point, and that is that it was there's no comparison between Hashem and what is created. The highest level of ruchness which we can relate to, it's also something which is way, way inferior to Hashem's level, way less time, less Kaddish than Kaddish Baruch. Even though in the world we can see lots of things of different levels, some more Kaddish, some less Kaddish, and even some which are Tommy. 
every nature of Tumah and Bray as well. And nevertheless, all of them are being given life by Hashem, are giving existence by Hashem. Which means, in the same way that Akkadish Baruch is giving existence to the Kisaya Kabbalah and to all the various levels of Malachim from the greatest Malach and every single person, and the same way Hashem is giving a Kim to every kind of Dovara and every Rasha and every Hefts of Yisr and every Mazak and every Satan. And how is it possible that in every single item, from the most Kodesh to the most profane, from the most Torah to the most Tomei, nevertheless, they're all getting the life from Hashem, but Kim Shakura Murakim and Yisparach, Kim calls the Nes Pein Shini Yisparach Shema. It doesn't change Hashem in any way. The fact that He's giving existence and, and allowing everything, Kaddish, Torah, Tameh, it doesn't make a difference what it is. Whatever exists in the entire universe is being given that existence by Hashem. Hashem, so to speak, isn't lessened by the fact that He's given Kaddish, or He's giving life, I'm sorry, to Adava Tameh or to Adava Kaddish. Now, in the marshal He gave, so it makes more sense because with something which is external and is holding up something it doesn't get affected by what it's holding up it's so to speak supporting it from the outside if therefore we talk about Akadosh Baruch as holding up the world and everything in it so we can understand it's external to him or, and if that's the case or he's external to it and if that's the case it's not getting, he's not going to get affected by what happens to it by what it does right or wrong but in reality it's more complicated than that because we already saw previously that the way of this particle gives life to everything isn't from the outside. It's from the inside. Every living thing has its nefesh or its ruach or its neshama, depending on what it is. But that's always inside of it. Hashem creates the object as the kli and He fills it with life. He fills it with adhius. And if that's okay, as if it had been from the outside, which was, it was being affected by something from the outside, then we would understand better why it's not influenced or affected what it does. But once you've created this concept where the life force comes from the inside, then when you have a, an entity which is ra, which is evil, which is tome, which is bad, and now why doesn't it affect what's inside of it? In other words, why do we say that, that the koyach of chilos which Hashem gives isn't affected by the ra that it's inside of? So this is the insight we're going to see. And that is that HaKadosh Baruch provides life for everything, but it doesn't affect him. Now, as we said at the very beginning, we could learn Nefesh HaChaim just understanding the principles Nefesh HaChaim is trying to teach us, or if we would understand what he's coming, okay, what he's coming to disagree with, then we understand what Nefesh HaChaim is saying here is a point of major disagreement with uh, the Baratani. And that is, do we look at everything in the world which Hashem is maintaining, which Hashem is giving life to, as something which even though it has life and that life is coming from Hashem but nevertheless in some way Hashem is still external to it and therefore He's not influenced by it and there could be things which are bad and things which are evil and things which are tame and there are things which are being, being given in existence the whole time from Hashem but nevertheless it's not that they're Kodesh because uh, that there's a so to speak there's a chilek of we don't look at them as being Kodesh because Ke'ilu there's a chilek of the Kedusha which is giving them their life, which is, in, which is inside of it. Or do we say that, no, we look at everything as being as it has a Kaddish core, which is the life it's getting from a Kaddish Baruch, or be it a Nefesh or a Ruch, whatever it might be. So in some dimension, we look at it as being Kaddish too. 
And the Nefesh Chaim is to explain to us that it's true HaKadosh Baruch Hu is maintaining it and giving it that life. But that's it's still a Dov and he's still a Dov HaKadosh and Torah and the one doesn't affect the other one. How is it possible? How is it possible that we can look at a Dover as a Dov when on the same at, simultaneously it has a, a Koyach of Chiyos from Hashem which is a Dov HaKadosh. And we're not saying that the Dov is Mitame the Dov HaKadosh at this stage. So how do the two coincide? So he says, Even though it's something which is beyond human comprehension to understand fully, it's a secret from us. That's the marshal of calling Hashem calling himself a Makam. And like he tells Moshe Benu to come and see the vision that Hashem was to show him that there's a Makam by me, the place is by me. Which means asroi tfeilali, the place is tafel to me. Shales machshavat tfisa eichu b'chinas makom b'leshinoi. Rakui isparach levadei amazegat mosei. Only Hakadosh Baruch Hu understands how he 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 can be the b'chinah of the makom of everything without changing based on what it is. And as he can be the source of everything is life, and that doesn't change based on what the level or the nature of the thing is giving life to. And just Hashem is Masik at Musa, he's Masik himself. Masik Eichu Makoyimun Tukulu Almi Bereshirin. He's also Masik how he is the Makam for every single thing in a way which is not affecting him. And that's his Makam Itziv, is there Iti Daiko, Kinin Libu Lefumula Galya, which means that Hashem is telling Moshe basically, it's not something you can understand. Moshe asked to see how Kodesh Baruch runs the world. And how the world com- is comprised of all those different levels of good and of bad, of Kaddish and of Tomei, of Tar, of Ra, whatever it's going to be. And our Kaddish Baruch can be the source of everything and give existence to everything and not be affected by everything. It's something which only our Kaddish Baruch himself can understand fully. That's, uh, so therefore the Makam means something which isn't affected by what it's giving life to. Something which isn't affected by where it is. And therefore, even though the, that Lachis is being given inside every every single item, every single living thing, in some way it's not affected by it. And how is it possible? So it's true, he said we can't explain this fully. But nevertheless, we can explain a little bit. And that's what he's going to bring next from the Zohar. That just like Hashem relates to the world, in the same way He creates an Hashem to relate to the body. HaKadosh Baruch doesn't have a specific place or even a specific name. Everywhere. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's rulership is everywhere. The Hashem doesn't have a specific location in the body. It exists everywhere in the body. Less every part there's no part of the body where it isn't. All the names and the titles we give Hashem refer to His mastery and His rulership over different parts of the Bria. It's not talking about Him Himself. Same we refer to the Neshama in different, as having authority, as being in control of different parts of the body. And there's no comparison between the Nesham and Hashem. Hashem created the Nesham. Except it's there as a frame of reference for us to understand. 
Again, Whenever we say that Hashem's relationship with the world is like the Neshama's relationship with the body, it's not a full comparison. Of course, the Neshama doesn't create the body, it's put into the body. Whereas Hashem isn't put into the world, Hashem created it. And therefore, all we want to say is on one specific point, and that is the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives life to everything in the world in a similar sense to Neshama transfers life to every part of the body. And it's not that it's centered in one place, it's everywhere. Similarly, we understand that the chiyos Hashem is giving to the world is everywhere. Every living thing has part of that chiyos. Except, there's a big difference. And that is, V'chayin kol advarim shemayinu chazal in all the ways that Hashem's relationship to the world is compared to the Neshama's relationship to the body, HaKol hurak al-inyin hispashtusa yisbarach shemayinu only the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is shared on the world and it, it gives life to the world. That's the only area where they're similar and not in the fact that Hashem is compared to Neshama. Because as we said previously, a Neshama is created and put into a body. It's limited by the body that it's put into. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not limited by anything. And therefore, what we're comparing the neshama is to compare to the, to the body as compared to Hakadosh Baruch in the world. We're not talking about Hakadosh Baruch himself. We're talking about what he said is his, his pashtus. What does that mean? It sounds like a very confusing, hysteric idea. The Gemara says the same idea in a much simpler way. And the Gemara says that one of the Roman nobility says to Ram Gamliel, he says, "How many gods do you have?" Right, everywhere you are, you say that he's there. He, and he gives life to every single thing. So where is he? He's here, he's there, he's, he's in every place. How many gods are there? So Ganil's answer was, basically, he asked the Caesar, with the marshal, where's the sun? Here in Israel, you look up, you see the sun. So the sun's in Israel. But in Rome, you looked up and you saw the sun also. So the sun's in Rome. And every place where the sun shines, there's so many millions of suns. And each person has a sun which shines on him. And obviously, the answer obviously is it's all not true. There's only one sun. But there's a tremendous amount of light rays which emanate from the sun. And they reach wherever the sun shines on. And therefore, there's one sun, but there are millions and millions of people or places that the sun shines on. It's the spread of the sun's rays. It's the spread of the light of the sun. It's not the sun itself. And therefore, it's true there's only one sun, but the effect of the sun where it reaches and what it can light up is half of the world at any given time. And if that's the case, then the Nimshal is meant to be able to understand the same way. And that is, we're not saying that every living thing, therefore, is a separate chaylik of Hashem. There's one HaKadosh Baruch And He's giving life, as if one wants rays of life, to every living thing. It's His pastures. It's all coming from the source, from Him that is being given to every single thing in the Bria. And therefore it's true that everything in the Bria is filled, so to speak, with life that's coming from Hashem. That's the Hispashtus. That's what HaKadosh Baruch is sending us to live. And of course, what He sends every living thing to live is the Shashama. And therefore, what HaKadosh Baruch gives into every living thing to live is similar to what He calls the Neshama. That fills the body. That's the Chiyos to Hashem that gives to every living thing. If it's a person, it's a Nisham, if it's a Klai Yisrael, it's a Ruach, or it's a Nefesh, or it's a Life Force, whatever you're going to call it, whatever level of Bria it is. 
But that's the Hispashis, that's the the Kayak of Chaim, the source of life, the Chayo Elamid, that Akadish Baruch is sending down, which is being given to everything and it's maintaining that thing's existence the entire time. And now we see a Yisad. Because when we spoke about the Nisham in the body in the first Chaylek, we saw that even though the Nisham is connected to the body, but the Nisham is in the side of Itahirahi. The Nisham remains Tar. There's a chalik of the nefesh which is inside of a person. The chalik of the nefesh, if a person does a virus, then the nefesh can become tome too. And the nefesh can suffer punishment. And the nefesh can even get detached. That can never happen to the neshama. Because since the neshama isn't centered in the person, when a person does a virus and is metame himself, he detaches himself from his neshama. And if that's the case, we understand the other yisoy too. And that is, we said beforehand, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives life to everything, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu isn't affected by what things do. Because, and this is the important point, Hashem isn't the life He gives to everything. The life is something which is mispashit, which is coming from Hashem, it's similar to the rays of the sun. And therefore, yes, the life that Hashem gives to something, that the person can be makalka, that the person can ruin, he can destroy, he can be metamet. But that doesn't affect Hashem. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends that life, but Hashem isn't in him. It's like just like when a person does something, it's not affecting the sun, even if he does it in broad daylight. What reaches him is the rays of the sun. The same thing over here, the Hispashtus, so to speak, the life which emanates, comes down to the person. That's what fills him, that's what gives him his vitality, and that's what gives him his life force. And that's something he can ruin. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's providing it the whole time, is Ki'ilu, providing it from above. And if that's the case, it isn't affected by it. The call which comes from the Kisya covered, then goes down to the level of Malachim, to heaven and earth, to all the levels within the world. Like the Shama which comes down to rule over the body, I feel it behaves the era. It comes down and even affects the smallest organ in a person's body. The last ever part may not. There's no part of the person which isn't affected, which isn't uh, given life force from the Shama, but it's something which comes down, so to speak, from a higher place and into and fills everything in the world. The comparison isn't 100%. Even the Gemara says in Brachas, so just like the Neshama fills encompasses the whole body. Sending Hashem fills the whole world. It doesn't mean literally. Then it says, Less Asar Parmi, there's no part of the world separate from Hashem. Every part of the body. And again, this is his shritah. And Indian Miliya Kadish Parakas, the Ilam Kin Miliya Nisham is a goof. It doesn't mean Hashem Ba'atma is filling the world the way that Nisham fills the body. The body as then would be like a barrier which is chaitis from the shama going out of it. The shama gets into the body, it fills the body, but it doesn't become the body. And therefore the shama can leave the body and the body still exists. It might be a dead, a, dead, a dead person, it might be a corpse, but it's nevertheless in existence. So the Neshama, on the one hand, can give life to a separate entity called the body, 
and then can be extracted from the body. When Hakadosh Baruch Hu is everything, it doesn't mean he's he's so to speak defined by or held back by or contained by anything. And there's also nothing besides for that. So there isn't something which needs to be filled. The world the existence, the universe, which needs to be filled. It doesn't exist without it. If you're going to talk about Hashem himself, then you're going to say nothing else exists besides Hashem. It's not that he has to come and fill the world. Hashem doesn't need a place or something to contain him. Nothing can block or prevent him being everywhere. And therefore, the Nefeshachim is saying two things which are both true in reverse ways. And that is, we can't look at the Bria as being that Hashem fills the Bria, because if that's the case, Hashem is defined by the Bria He fills. And the reality is that there's nothing besides Hashem. And therefore, we have to look at it that Akadosh Baruch Hu, if you're looking at it from that point of view, it doesn't fill the Bria. The Bria doesn't exist. Because that's something which is a Kli, so to speak, which can be filled. Which means that's contained and it blocks more than that. That's not true. Akadosh Baruch Hu is everything. He created the Kli and He created what fills it. So we can't define Hashem by the Bria. Because on the one hand, He isn't defined by it. But therefore, by the same token, He doesn't fill it. And therefore, what does fill the Bria is like, what's, is like we said, what, like by the Neshama, which fills the body. What fills the Bria is the life force Hashem sends to us. But that's measured, and that's calculated, and that's given specifically what's needed for each thing in order to fill it. And therefore, we can say that that is Pashtus from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What comes from Him as a, as a source of life is what fills each thing. It doesn't refer to Hashem Himself. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Himself, while He's the one providing that life force always, and he's also from making, in, ensuring the existence of the Kli always. But he's not defined by it. Because he's not inside it. He's bigger than it. He's, and uh, therefore we don't see Hashem inside everything. We see the life force Hashem sends inside everything. HaKadosh Baruch himself, we have to relate to him in a different way. Because we can't define him and limit him by anything created. On the contrary, Adam Mulvada means there isn't anything else. It's only Hashem's and constantly which is providing both the existence of whatever we see in the world and the life force which gives it its continued existence. It's a deep concept that needs to be thought about. Nefesh himself is going to elaborate on it more. But in the meantime, we see the idea. Makam Iti means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the place in which everything exists. And since he's bigger than it, so to speak, since it's not, he's not in it, it's in him, therefore he doesn't get influenced by it. And therefore there can be existence of Tov and existence of Ra. And all these things exist and all these things happen. And all these things are existing only because Hashem has given them an existence. And nevertheless, they're not changing Hashem in any way. Because the existence Hashem is giving them isn't affecting Him. He's the Makam in which they exist.